You are now tuned in to the Windy City Benders Podcast. This is WCBP. All right, welcome to another edition of the Windy City Bender Podcast, episode 105. Uh, to be determined, we'll see what comes up during the episode, and then we'll name it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we don't know what it is anymore. <laughs> There's no take Hawks it away players. Play. Yeah, take it away player hundreds. <laughs> uh, as usual, I'm joined by Tanner. Tanner, how you doing, bud? Feeling good. Feeling great, you know, just getting real jazzed up for some hockey. <laughs> so here, let me ask this. How were you feeling after skating on uh, last Friday? Fantastic. <laughs> We finally got him to come out to the suburbs, and he skated. Not goalie. He played forward, and yeah. he looked like he played forward his whole life. He looks pretty good out there. Yeah, I haven't skated in, like, over two years just because, like, Fridays and Saturdays is when I'm usually working. So <laughs> when you guys were like, yeah, you want to come out and skate, was, immediate reaction was like, nah, I probably got work. And then I was like, wait, no, no. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was great actually seeing you in person and not, you know, Zoom, which was awesome. Yeah. Good. Uh, yeah, definitely. I'll do that again soon, man. Absolutely. Um, lots, lots, and not really lots to talk about. A lot of it's kind of we talked about last episode, but it's kind of more of like confirmation this time. Yeah. Couple, couple Hawks sign got announced today. Um, lots of officially news with, too. Yeah, officially. Uh, so there's no, no, no coming back from those. No, no. Oh, maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, couple, <laughs> uh, couple news on training camp players. Uh, Taze with some uh, interesting comments. And then NHL awards are slowly being announced and who's being nominated and all that. But we'll start with a little Hawks talk first. Uh, To begin, we'll go right to those signings. Uh, Today, the Hawks made it official for Ian Mitchell and Wyatt uh, Kalnick. Kalnick. So close. Damn it. And I said before we record, I don't feel like butchering names today. Mitchell got three years at uh, 925000 per. Uh, Wyatt got two years, 200, or the same, same cap hit. And nice. then the, the, big, the big surprise is uh, Peace Suter. Which is, you know, from everything that's being talked about, he's kind of a big deal. Yeah. I mean, so if everybody's like seen anything about him lately, it's he's been drawing a lot of comparisons to Kubelik, who we just had this, this past season, who is also an, a nominee for the Calder trophy, which is spoiler fantastic. Alert. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Right. <laughs> but it's uh, like Kubelik in his last season um, in Europe, he played in the same league as Suter and he scored 57 points. He only had like 28 goals, 25 goals maybe. Um, and Suter this past season has 53 points, but he scored 30 goals and had 23 assists. So get another another one of these European guys. We just keep rattling them off like year after year, you know. It really, it really shows how good our well, – Potentially shows how good our European scouts are. Absolutely. Like, they keep finding these awesome guys that we are getting very cheap. Which very is what low. we need to do yeah. because we have, like, money tied up and people that we, like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, they can't move, you know. You can't move Zach Smith to, like, anybody, really. You can't really move Olimata to anybody. Like, 
it's gonna have to come as cheap contracts and i, I feel totally, like ever since yeah ever since like panarin it's like oh we we kind of keep hitting hitting it on the head every every year now though like what was it? We had Cahoon, then we have Kubelik, now we have Suter. Hopefully he just follows suit. Ha <laughs> ha. I keep totally forgot. I totally forgot we had Zach Smith until you just said that. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's Yikes. not he's not healthy. No. Um yeah, but <laughs> adding I mean, we need that's what we need, like we were saying. We need to find these these good guys that are gonna be low risk, high reward type situations. The cap is not moving up at all. For at least, I think they like three years at minimum. Yeah, it's it's not that's not good. And, and so, he's, what is what is he signed for? He signed at nine two nine two five. Yeah, nine two five for one. Yeah, one year. One year. He's, okay, so yeah, he's, he's got, getting he's getting the Kuba League treatment. Like yeah, yeah, because he's also twenty four years old. So he's coming over at the same age and giving that exact same chance. Probably it says that he plays left wing and center. But watching I mean, some of his highlights, I love the Swiss League how they give their top. The leading goal scorer, the the yellow helmet and the jersey with the flames on it. Yeah, that's it wild. is so sick. I love that. It's like you have a target on your back. Jesus. Yeah, but it's cool. He, but with yeah, with the cap being the where it's going to be at, we're going to be seeing a lot of these guys that we're signing for these cheap deals. I think in the next couple of years, if not next year for sure. Like, and it's going to be. It's one of those times where it's like I'm looking at all these guys we're signing. And I'm not concerned. Like, normally, you know, loading up on young, like, either undrafted guys or prospects that didn't get signed by their draft team, you're kind of like, oh, okay, well, what's wrong with them? Yeah. But, like, these guys that they're, they're picking up are fantastic. Yeah. They've been, they've been proven players in their leagues that they played at. It's great. Oh, I was going to say another thing that is kind of a comparison to Kublik, too, is, like, him and Kublik both played in the CHL. And then I think... I think he might have gotten drafted or he might not have, but I would just notice that he just, they both decided to go play in Europe and then come over on their own terms, which is pretty great. Let me look and see if I can find anything about him being drafted or not. And I don't think he was drafted. No, he wasn't drafted, but Kubelik Kubelik was drafted, but it's like they both decided to go from CHL just straight back to Europe, which is cool. But I was going to say another cool thing about, like, the whole picking up guys at, like, Kalanick, it's, like, you're seeing guys come into the league at a much younger age now. So it's, like, a little bit more difficult to those those guys that are, like, um, if there's a log jam, like, these kids are coming in so early, they're, they're not leaving as soon, you know? Yeah. And so, like, for him, it's probably, like, oh, probably the better chance if I go somewhere else. And it's, like, well, the Hawks need defensive help and, like, there's a great chance that if we get like good defensive help, we'll be a better team because our offense is not like terrible. We got Pat- when you got Patrick Kane, your offense is gonna be fucking good. <laughs> when you got Patrick Kane, then Debrinket, who is definitely gonna be on a mission to prove that his sophomore year wasn't uh, wasn't a flu, or was this is this his second or third year? It was his third year because his first year he led the team in 28 goals and then he scored like 40 last year. Yeah, and I think he's ready to prove that he deserves that contract he got and that it wasn't a fluke. Yeah, um, you're going to have Str- this upcoming season. Yeah, you're going to have Strom, who's an RFA, who whatever he's going to pretty much get have to play with whatever he's offered at this point for the Hawks if he wants to stay in Chicago, and he's going to have a point to prove like, hey, pay me kind of thing so it's like our offense is gonna be so good now 
our defense or our goaltending? Uh, uh, to be determined, <laughs> but <laughs> who knows so I know, what's going I know, on in that. <laughs> I know this isn't this isn't really a cost sock, but it was a former hawk, and it kind of with Suter and you know being undrafted and coming in, picking where he wants to play. Panarin had some comments. And yeah. I kind of think like you're like these European kids are gonna be maybe thinking the same mindset. But so Panarin, I think this was after he was like nominated for the Ted Lindsay Award, spoiler. Um, they were talking about they asked him, like he was just talking, he says, I like to thank all the GMs for not choosing me in the draft. It allowed me to choose the team where I wanted to play that played my style of hockey and allowed me to be successful to successful to begin with. He came to Chicago and fucking tore it up was able to prove that he yep. is an elite player for some reason. I mean, obviously money reasons, but he gets moved on, plays a year, a couple of years with Columbus, proves that he's still fucking solid, and now just signs a huge fucking ticket. It's better and, and better. Yeah, it's like if you're one of these European guys that doesn't get drafted, like I would almost be like pissed off if you get drafted. Like you don't really get to say because also a lot of, a lot of these teams, it's – Unless you're like a top five, top ten maybe player drafted, these guys aren't getting a, like a true good look right away. Like a lot of these guys are are like flight risk almost because especially the Russians, all that thinking that they're not going to come to the NHL unless. Is it just like the nineties when it was just Detroit was the only one drafting the Russians? And yeah, they were just <laughs> filthy. It's like they're not uh, going to come over. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I wonder if that's going to be. Something more a trend you're gonna start seeing more. Well, especially with like uh, that's the thing with college players too. Is like some of them if they just if they get drafted to a team and like I don't want to play for that team, they can just stay in college and then once they graduate, they're a free agent and sign wherever they want. It was I'm kind of so I don't know if it's considered like a big issue in the league, but I'm kind of surprised something like that wasn't addressed in the new CBA. Like something like negotiating like. Okay, you draft this guy, you have three years to sign him, and then you just you lose it if the players want to play there. Yeah, I mean it doesn't make sense. Like it's all it's probably just because like you can't sign a contract and still play college. Like, cause it, once you sign the contract, you're no longer a collegiate athlete. And it's like okay. Well, yeah, but, but there's a diff there's a difference between sign a contract, want to play for the team, but want to play college versus I want to play NHL pro, but I don't want to play for the team that signed me. So I'm just going to, that's what I'm kind of like. I don't understand how like the collegiate players get away with it, but the CHL players. Yeah. that too. Their rights are, are just held by that team. I don't know. You get something. I don't know know what the wording is for that. Like that they have in the CBA or whatever. Like doesn't make sense, but. Okay, it's cool with me because now we got Wyatt Kalnick. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that was one of the worries, though, too, is that we might not get Ian Mitchell, like, if he decides to not come here. But I think that was a big, yeah, because, I mean, it was coming up. His deadline to sign, I think, was coming up fairly soon, like August 15th, I think. Yeah. So that was like a month, a month out or something. Like, have you ever seen those, like, graphs for, like, the probabilities, like, NHL probabilities for, like, uh, prospects and stuff? Yeah. And Ian Mitchell's is, like, first line. And I'm like, it's cool that it's not up at superstar, but first line for sure. And there's like drawing comparisons to like Don, like Duncan Keith. And I'm just like, I love looking at those crafts. Right. Like yeah. Something so nice like that. You're like, 
Yes. <laughs> like, those are also those are also hilarious because they'll, they'll throw like players comparisons like oh this player reminds me of this and it's guys that are just total boss that like never played in the NHL or something like that and it's just like you got Duncan Keith here and you got this guy who never even saw a time in the NHL which one is it because that's a huge fucking like heads of the spectrum there yeah I'm trying to think hopefully we'll have enough money to to sign Ian Mitchell if he's that good in three years. Just, I mean, like, all the, like, I think Keith and Paves and Kane, their contracts well, are all going okay. up at that time. So, no, they'll have one more year. Oh, no, no. I they were, yeah, they're done, no, they're I done keep, in 22. It's fucking July and Cap Friendly still has 1920 on there, so it confuses me. I was like, by this time, ah. it's it's moved on. Um, yeah, so. Is, is Seabrooks the only Cap hit that will be on there at that time? Um, for like the big ones, or is... yeah, seeds will have one more year. Damn it! Yeah, seeds I wonder be... how much that would cost us against the cap if we had to buy out Seabrook. Seeds is season. the Seeds is the only player under contract on the Blackhawks for that season, 23-24. Oh shit, he is no fucking way. Well, Debrink, yeah. it's an RFA. What? That's fucking hilarious. No, Debrink is not under contract that year. He's under contract until Kane and Taves is years up too. It's Debrink, Keith, Kane, and Taves that are up in three years. And then oh, yeah, you're up right. Four. Yeah, you're right. I looked at the wrong end. That's fucking crazy. Man, we're going to have so much cap space in uh, 23, 24. Let's yeah, go. Too bad that like in 21, 22, we're going to be yeah. fucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's going to be so bad. God, I Oh, really actually, hope... I don't know. 21, 22, Zach Smith will come off. Saad will not be $6 million. David Camp. Camp is not going to get a lot, um, I don't think. Nylander, that's that's the wild card is Nylander. Fucking Olimata is just like killing it. He's gonna be bought out this year, I think. But fuck me, man! I love looking at this shit, but I also hate it. Oh, so wait. So, yeah, okay, that's right. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> it is three years from now. So I was just like, oh, wait, no, he would be – Ian Mitchell would be when Seabrook is up. It's no. Seabrook is – no, one, no one's contract is up when Seabrook is up so far. Not even anybody that we've drafted. <laughs> like, no, yeah. It would, be, it would be people that we draft next year. If this upcoming – round, If we sign yeah. them right away, that would be up at the same time as Seabrook. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> what a fun oh, thing. Man. I can't wait to see what Taves and Kane's next contract's going to be, too. I don't think it's it's finally going to be the same. <laughs> I don't oh, think that's going to no. happen. But I was – ooh, actually, since we were talking about Seabrook, at the at the training camps, He's Seabrook apparently is looking good. Yeah. And it's like, oh, man, if you can just – just turn back the clock a couple years. Let's let's fucking go. Oh my Seeds. god, Debrinket De was mic'd up, and he's like, "Oh man, Seed's beard scared me." <laughs> <laughs> it's a grizzly beard. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be like yeah. that'd be hilarious if Zebra comes in and like ends up winning the Con Smythe like two years in a row, and everybody's like, "Wow, six point eight seven five million." It's a, that's really it. Good, it's a really good deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that'd be so great. 
Um, and and you trade him at that yeah. height of that? <laughs> Get three first-round picks? I don't know what the fuck is going <laughs> on. Clearly, I'm not a GM. <laughs> You're playing NHL 20, easy trade. No, I'm playing no. NHL 08 <laughs> before they like even realized that like rookies were like a bigger deal than fucking 35-year-old veterans. <laughs> Speaking of training camp, uh, Doc yeah. has been tearing it up. Dude, he's gonna be so good still. God, <laughs> he's gonna be so good still. He's like, only nineteen. Like, like, oh my god. Hey, since we're talking about the cab friendly, fucking, we need to have money for Doc too. <laughs> like, god damn it. Yeah. Uh, Him just absolutely undressing Colin Delia in that. Like, it was just a straight-up murder. Like, I don't know how Delia just didn't get off the ice and be like, oh, that's it for the day. I, I need to save my dignity a little bit. That's the end of that. Jesus. And there's just a couple of plays they were showing him, like, back-checking and, like – He does it all the time. Like mission, man. He literally, like, has shown it all season. That, like, he, he just – he skates. It doesn't look like he's skating hard. He's keeping up with everybody, and then he just picks their pocket, and you're like, I wish you would have played with Hosa. <laughs> Can you yeah, imagine like, him and Hosa? Him, Hosa, and if Saad would have been become like the mini Hosa, like we thought he was going to be. God, like, each I, line I can, can have their own Hosa. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, right. I can only imagine, like at this point, like if Hosa was healthy. Well, we, one, we'd be fucking completely screwed cap wise. Oh, um, yeah. but. Like, if he, like, lost a step, like, sure, he can play on the wing on the third line with Doc instead of, like, on the first line with Hayes, and you're just, like, perfectly fine with me. (laughs) He's just going to get it done still. That's cool. It's just, whatever, man. You know what? I'm just reminiscing. (laughs) It's, like, so bad. What could have been. And then we get the first overall pick and get Lafaniere. Oh, and then our cap problems are gonna be even worse. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since last week, you said that whole theory about last time we got third overall, the following year we got first. I've just been thinking, oh my god, here we go, it's gonna happen. Yeah, and like, like since we're talking about training camp and how we're probably gonna get first overall. Hey, Corey Crawford's not a training camp. <laughs> yeah, so NHL's new favorite terminology, unfit to play, is Shuck uh, Chicago, uh, Crawford. Full, full body injury. <laughs> yeah, so I'm so confused. Like, have they said, is it like, is that a, does that fall under COVID stuff? Is that like injury stuff? Is That's that. What- anything is all the time if a guy goes to if the guy goes to a rehab for like a drug issue it's an upper body injury like (laughs) well yeah but so is like that is that what unfit to play is now it's i'm I'm sure it's something like that like i don't know like i like uh what what else like unfit like what did he get like 300 pounds heavier i don't understand i mean he's running a little bit of a temperature probably i have no idea and the way they're talking about Crawford, it's not like it's uh oh I'm gonna be he's gonna be coming back soon. It's it's sounding like we have to prepare to play these games without him. Yeah. Like and if that's the if that's the case, if we don't play with play not even talking about what happens in this round, what happens for him in a contract year not playing when it probably means the most? I don't know. Honestly, no clue. 
If any, I mean, anything that happens is they need him to take less than six million, and would he do it? Oh, who knows? There is no fucking way in hell he gets more than six million. Right, but yeah, in his position, he also could. It's just like you don't have a starter, <laughs> like. You're going to go out and, and spend money to get a starter because, like, I'm still here. <laughs> like, I, I can't know. see that happening. I can't see this guy getting more than three. I mean, okay, Stan Bowman. <laughs> like, no, I'm just like – He's going to get I a just... full no-trade clause and, like, fucking 6.875 for seven years. Yeah. <laughs> God, but – I don't know. I just think it's going to be really hard. I think, yeah, as shitty as the situation the Hawks are in for, with goaltending, him not playing when it means the most is going to really bite him in the ass. And yeah, but what if he is? What if he does have like COVID symptoms and they just haven't said anything? And like it's, you can't you can't be a part of it. <laughs> I don't know. It's tough. Who knows what what's going on? The ending shell will just be in the mystery. Ever what since you un, know what, what is unfit to play mean, you know? Ever since ever since Austin Matthews got ratted out for having COVID, it's been they've been very like shut down on news going out about that kind of stuff. Like there okay. really hasn't been. Um since we're talking you know, we'll just talk about it now. Um NHL Pasternak unfit to play. He yeah. just practiced the other day. Uh, who else did you did say? You, I said Andre Kasha. Um, yeah. There was I saw something about the the Flames, the Calgary Flames. They split yeah. their their um, training camp into two different like camps because apparently there it's like very suspicious and like there's there's like rumors that like one camp is like completely healthy and then another had there was like a couple players that maybe had tested positive for COVID. And then the players in that camp had also practiced with those players. So we're not sure about them yet. <laughs> and something like that is going is on. It, like, Oh my God. How are they going to fucking play? <laughs> like, I don't know. They're going to cancel this and it's going to be so upsetting because they've built it up so well for wanting to like watch this absolute mayhem and chaos happen. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, like, I don't. Who knows, man? Like, we're all just—they're all just trying their best. <laughs> yeah, like a couple, couple other Hawks, other couple of Hawks players. Um, Shaw announced he was not playing, so he can rehab from his past couple concussions. Yeah, which sounded like, like if, you, if you read his statement, it look, it sounds like he's about to retire, and then he, and then at the end, it's just like. All right, so I'm gonna be healthy for next season with the boys. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, thank, like, good. Like, <laughs> um, Gilbert out with he's got to have wrist surgery. Just that I randomly found out that he has a wrist <laughs> issue. In his statement, it says we discovered a wrist injury. It's like, what do you mean we discovered? Yeah, your wrist hurt. <laughs> Is your wrist been fucked up for a bit? He's like, I mean, I guess. It's like, when did you discover this? I'm recently. <laughs> what are you fucking talking about? That's like, like, you just like, t- like yeah, something yeah. doesn't feel right. Yeah, my hands. His hands just like his hands just like dangling like from the uh, last da- fight that he was in in the NHL. Just, yeah. <laughs> his wrist has been fucked up since then. And it's just like yeah, ever since like 
Wrist is just messed up. It's like, <laughs> uh, Tahan, who was supposed to come back from his injury to play in this, has been out with a family emergency, and there is no reported timeline for him coming back. Mm, I was wondering why Tahan. I didn't look into that, but I was wondering yeah. why he wasn't on that uh, training camp roster. Yeah, I just saw that was a family emergency. That's all I can, all I can find out about it. Um, and then the last really thing, Hawks, I want to talk about is Taves had some interesting comments about COVID. It's really kind of take it. It's you could take it two different, completely different ways. Um, I'll read it real quick. So yeah, he first said, gonna, I, I forgot what it said. Like, yeah, you're gonna find all sorts. You're gonna find all sorts of different attitudes as far as the bubble. Part of me just says being away from people and isolating ourselves isn't really the answer. He followed that up with saying, does anybody really know how and when people catch this thing? The best you can do is get good rest, eat healthy, take care of your body, do the little things that lower your chance. What else can you do? Sitting around and worrying about it is just going to drive you crazy. The NHL has gone to great lengths to create a safe environment. It's far from perfect, but everyone has their own beliefs and seeing where they stand with all of this. Yeah. That See, I don't – I can't – yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, like I was telling you before, it's when he says, like, how – does anybody really know how and when? Because it's, it's like there's no defined moment of, like, catching it because clearly it's a, it's a virus. Like, you can't just be like, oh, no, I have it now. Like, you gave it to me. Ah. And then it's just, like, sure, like, how. It's like, yeah, we kind of know how right now. Like, it's, it's a respiratory thing. Um so like being in close like proximity to people is what happens. But I think that's not what he was really going at. I think it was more of just like, like what like actions or what cause it and like, when does it happen? Because there's plenty of times where like people have been diagnosed and like positive and they show nothing. So it's like, Oh, when did that happen? I have no clue when that happened. Yeah. Like that's what he means. It's like, you can't just be like, Oh, now I have it. It's like, that's the when it's like, no, when isn't like a definite time. So that's yeah. why he's saying like you just gotta you gotta do the things the small things to just kind of make sure that you keep your mind at ease and like keep yourself safe. Yeah, I don't take. I mean, at first I kind of like was reading it when I first heard it. I only saw bits and pieces. I didn't see that full that full exchange until when I was looking into this a little bit now. But like I just saw the all I saw was does anybody really know how you catch this thing? And I'm just like, oh no, tinfoil hat. <laughs> the, out of, the out of context, just pull that. Yeah, and I was like, I really know how he catches. Yeah, that I can. I was like, oh god, Taves, what are you doing? But then when hearing the whole thing, I'm like, okay, I totally understand what he's saying because it's like at what, and it's true. It's kind of like at what point do you gotta stop being scared? Gotta like you know, take the chance and go out there. And as he says, NHL's doing everything they can to make yeah. sure everything is safe. And I guarantee you, I mean, they don't haven't told us. It's not known to the public, but I guarantee you, they have a number or a situation that they're going to be like, okay, that's it. We we can't do this. We got to shut this down. Yeah, they got to get um, some money. Got to get those playing games going a little bit. Yeah. So it's like I mean, I don't know. I think people are just trying to jump down Taves. I think he's still kind of like split people like fifty fifty with how they feel about him after that. Instagram post he had after the the George Floyd stuff. He oh, the kinda, Black Lives Matter post. Yeah, that was a good know, post. He, it was. I thought it was good. Yeah, but he's like, I think that he struck a, uh, a nerve with enough people with that. That now those people are kind of like going to question every single little thing he says, trying to like catch him. Fuck those yeah. people. Right. 
So like, <laughs> you, you don't support like a, a movement for equality of people. Like you're fucking insane. Nobody gives right. a shit about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the last thing too, Hawks got a exhibition game against St. Louis on the 29th. Um, hopefully that is on TV because that'll be some good fucking hockey to come back to. <laughs> and just as you said that, uh, <laughs> Poets just sent us links to the Rogers place. <laughs> they just got this. It, it got destroyed. The fucking inside of Rogers place that, where they're supposed to play. Yeah. I, it's fucked up by the storms. That, like it just they, went through they, there. They released a statement saying that they, oh, it's going to be ready to play. Ah. And yeah, it says, this, like, we're assessing the damage at this time and are confident that it will not hamper our planning and preparation and we'll be ready to post or to host the return of the NHL hockey as a hub city. It's like, what the fuck? This video, did you see this video? No, I haven't watched that. This yet. video is taken of what seems like the lobby and there's water just rushing through it. Like, it's a Damn. fucking pool. It's coming days. from the ceiling. <laughs> oh my god! Days to figure this out. I mean, this is just the like the main lobby. It doesn't fucking matter. Like the players have their own entrance. Well, no, I know. I'm that. saying though, it's like it's just fucking hilarious. Like, isn't this a brand new rink? Yeah, less than five years, I think. Absolutely, it's that's hilariously so Edmonton. That's just. I mean, that's just that right there is the video. Of 2020 for yeah. hockey. You can't have anything nice. <laughs> well, Jesus hopefully Christ. the arena is, is set for that exhibition game on the well, 29th. Hopefully the ice is just good. And like, yeah. And the bench is, like, cool. Hawks got kind of fucked on the game times, too, for fan viewing reasons. The first game's awesome. It's a Saturday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. That's perfect. But then game two and game three are in the middle of the week at 9.30 p.m. That's bullshit. Like, come on. I mean, I don't have shit to do. So I know Tanner. Jesus. I'm all about it. I'll be up all day. I'll get I'll get the little amount of sleep at night and then wake up and watch hockey right away. Yeah, so hockey is hopefully knock on wood coming back. We are so close. But what you can talk about too is the end of the season. And at the end of the season's NHL awards, and well, the NHL is slowly announcing nominees for the awards. Yeah, the awards are actually going to be announced what during the conference finals? I think it said. Oh, I didn't see that. That's awesome. I I swear I just saw it somewhere. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but yeah, I think it was like during the conference finals. I think they said they were going to announce it. Um, yeah. So some of the. Awards of, like, yeah, the nominees. So, I guess let's just uh, go right into it, eh? Let's uh, start with the Calder. You want to start with the Calder? Okay. Yeah. The Calder's pretty great. I mean, it's got uh, got Quinn Hughes from Vancouver. It's got Kale McCarr from Colorado. And then, I don't know, a little guy named uh, Dominic Kubelik. Ever heard of him? (laughs) The word's right out of my mouth. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you have a you have a heard of him? Yeah, he's fucking good. Uh, we were saying this when we were talking about the numbers. If this was any other year, Kubli could be walking away with this. Yeah, I think he'd have a really good chance at it. <laughs> like, especially with with how he was scoring 
towards the end of the season, if he were to finish out those last 12 games, I think he could have probably kept up like an average of a, a point per game because he was basically right around there, like towards the end of the season. He was scoring so many fucking goals. It was literally like every game or like every other game. So he probably could have had a good like 35, 36 goals. Like, would have been fucking unreal. Um, it, it's I, unreal looking at the points. Yeah. We've seen a lot of people online complaining that, like, Adam Fox is getting snubbed from, like, a Calder nomination. And it's like, I think when you have two defensemen ahead of you, like, sure, you're, like, you're a great rookie defenseman. That's awesome. But, like, there's already two better defensemen than you. Um, and no one has – no one in that rookie class has 30 goals besides Kublik. He's leading, the, leading that rookie class in goals. He's and, 10 goals – Ahead of the Nets to guy, Nets yeah. two guys, it, like he fucking was kicking ass, and everybody was, and I saw a lot of people online saying as well as like, well, he only has like a few like more points than Adam Fox. It's like, yeah, well, Adam Fox has fucking like forty two points, and Kubelik has forty six. Adam Fox has thirteen power play points. Kubelik has eight. Fox also has like, I don't know, some I saw a stats where he's like 16 secondary assists. It's like, yeah, you fucking get the puck up to like Artemi Panarin who lit it up this year. Yeah. And fucking he's gonna just go score. Like you give it to somebody else, you give it to Panarin, he's gonna go fucking put it in. I don't know. And the stat that I love the most about Kubelik is the fact that he only had four power play goals out of 30. So he had 26 fucking even strength goals. And he was tied for seventh in the entire league, not just rookies, tied for the in, in seventh in the entire league in five-on-five goals, which is really good. He was 17th in the entire league in goals, too. God, if it wasn't for Hughes, man. You think that he would have beat Makar? I think so. I don't know. I think Makar was really fucking good, man. Oh, Dude, my God. Like, it's Hughes it's and Makar just, just playing, like, first first line – like right away and lighting it up as much as they did is crazy. And like those teams that they're on too, I'm, I'm sure like they benefit as like a shit ton from them with all the young talent that they have. Yeah. Having fucking Elias Patterson in Vancouver and having Nate McKinnon in Colorado, you're you got some fucking good speed, and like great scores, like Jesus Christ. But yeah, they're going to be disgusting. <laughs> Every one of them. Yeah, this is the I first year in a couple. When was the last time that the f- first two picks weren't what? in the one of the first two picks weren't the Calder nomination? Oh, uh, what? Who, Jack who Hughes and Kako. Yeah, what was last year again? Uh, Dalin, Dalin. Yeah, right? was in and there. I don't remember. Who was two? <laughs> uh, Bring up the draft. Why well, always end up on a goddamn draft kick? I love looking up drafts. Man, uh, twenty okay. was it twenty eighteen? Yeah, twenty yeah twenty eighteen draft. I if you're if you're mad and you know it, go ahead and shout it out at the top of your lungs because <laughs> they will be able to hear you um, a day before you listen to this. Alan, <laughs> uh. Shevchnikov. Sveshnikov. 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 And the dude from Montreal. 
Oh, Coke and Miami? Yeah. Really? Those are one, two, three. Okay. And then who the fuck was in the call? <laughs> who was in the Calder last year? It was uh, what? It was uh Patterson. Um oh my god. I think Dallas was in it. He might have been. Why is it so hard to remember? Because didn't Patterson win it? Yeah, Patterson won it. I don't know. It, Vancouver is also crazy too because they just it's the Patterson, first time. Bennington, Patterson, Bennington, oh, fucking and Bennington. Yeah. Um, Vancouver. It's it's the first time a team has had three Calder nominees three years in a row since like nineteen seventies. Jesus Christ! And they're going to trade one of them. Yeah, they might. <laughs> you know, it's like always when you hear like rumors like that, and then like it kind of takes a minute for like the for like the GM to come out and be like, "Oh, I never do that." It's like, yo, you're definitely caught in a fucking lie right now. Like, you you totally were fucking shopping them or some shit. It's like now he's trying to save face with all the fans, and then out of nowhere, like during the off season, you'll see like Brock Buster traded to Carolina. <laughs> I mean, he's he's definitely as much as you would want to keep him with the cap situation. He would definitely be the odd man out. Yeah, there's no way you move Patterson or Hughes, like no. especially because those guys are got the cap friendly deals right now. Yeah, it would be stupid. Um, so yeah, I don't know what did you figure out your answer yet to your Calder question? I think it's gonna be Hughes. No. Oh no, that oh that one. Yeah, like it um, last. Oh wait, no, last year it wasn't fucking last, Kirby. Last oh wait, Kirby Doc. Okay, was this year? This I am year. so confused right now. Yeah, this is this the, year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, why do we do this? I don't have this written down, so it's fucking confusing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. When was the last time that the Calder nominees didn't include the one of the top two picks? That's a good question. Let's see. If you know it, let us know. <laughs> like, I'll look it up afterwards. Yeah. It's so stupid. So Hishe and Patrick, did Hishe get nominated for Calder his rookie year? No, no. So that would be it. Yeah. So that wasn't that long. Bam. Because Barzell won it. Oh, yeah. And that Barzell, Besser, and someone else, right? I don't know. Uh, Clayton Keller. Yeah, okay. There we go. We did it. It took us yeah. much longer than I wanted. <laughs> okay, moving on from the Calder. <laughs> what do you, uh, you want to know? Let's go with the, the Jack Adams. The Jack Adams. So that's going to be for uh, best coach. Best coach, all right. We got Bruce Cassidy. Nope. Yeah, nah. Uh, John Tortorella. Which, I would yeah, say, yeah. He's, he's I think, he, what, he's been nominated the last, like, three years or something like that. And then um, Alain Vigneault. He's going to win it. You think Vigneault's going to win it? Oh, yeah. Torts, uh, I think, Torts, for what the project he had with that team after the team got blown up. Oh, you think Torts deserves? No, no, no. Oh. I, think he des- I think he deserves to win it, but yeah. I think it's go Yeah. I think Torts should win though. it for sure. He lost his number one goalie, his number one Top forward. Scorer. He yeah. lost his number like number one center in Matt Duchesne. He lost Ryan Zingle too. Nobody fucking stayed in Columbus. <laughs> like, his number one defenseman was injured most of the season. Seth Jones was out. Yeah, most he's of the actually season. had a, they had a lot of injury issues this year too, which 
They were on what, a fourth, Columbus third string, third string goalie? I mean, no, because Corpusalo and Merzlikens were the, the oh, was, two. Oh, I didn't know if he was his backup or not. No, no, no. But Corpusalo was like taking over as like the number one, and it was like about to be his show. And then when he went down, and there was like some um, analyst that was just like, Merzlikens is going to struggle and do terribly. And then he ended up getting like three shutouts in four games or some shit. And you're just like, well, fuck it. Never mind. I don't, I don't know shit. Like, yeah, you're right. Torch gets it. You know what? You're right. Fuck it. Torch. Yeah. Like, Vigneault it's has good a good at- team. He actually, it's what he ended up getting this year that he didn't have last year was uh, goaltending. Because last year they went through like seven or eight goalies. Kind of hot. This year, kind of hot at home. Carter Hart at home. And then. Uh, Brian Elliott on the road is all you need to do because <laughs> Carter Hart, man, is fucking Jekyll and Hyde. Like, it's so weird. His fucking home and away splits are just ridiculous. Wait, and you he, think it'd be tougher to play at home when it's like Philly, but he thrives on that shit. Dude, and he, he was just talking to the media the other day, and he's like, this is what I've been waiting for my whole life, playoff hockey. Like... That kid yeah. focused and in. Oh, I just like this. Why is, is is Bruce Cassidy just put in there because he's they're the fucking president's trophy team? That's probably why. Like, like, just because Tampa didn't get it, is that why they're like they expected Tampa to still be a president's trophy winner and put up a yeah, sixth season know. again? And then there was there's like, always Boston did it. There's always that third coach I feel in this category is always the like. Okay, the team's really good, so here, just toss him in there. Like it's like it's usually a two a two coach race. Yeah. That's kinda that's kinda how I feel about the Calder too though. Yeah. So this year I think all three have you have a case for all three. Um yeah. All right, let's go uh, Lady Bing. Lady Bing. It's the sportsmanship award. You got uh, Nathan McKinnon, you got Austin Matthews, and you got Ryan O'Reilly. I feel like Ryan O'Reilly is, like, always up for this award because he only gets, like, four penalty minutes a year. Yeah, that's all I want to look up right now is penalties for these guys. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, that's usually essentially what it comes down to is least penalties. It's Yeah, no, that's absolutely what it is. Let's see. Ryan O'Reilly, he's got uh, ten penalty minutes. Oh, double digits? It's not a good sign. <laughs> oh, Austin Matthews coming in with eight. Oh. And McKinnon, 12. Matthews is getting it. No Matthews worries. wins. <laughs> it's a stat category. That's all it yeah. is. It's like, it's like most points or like highest ice time with lowest PIMS. I think that's just like how it, they just decided. Like average ice time divided by whatever. <laughs> it used to just be the freaking Datsuk award because he never fought. So they were just like, okay, well, he can have yeah, it. Right? I remember every like, time it's like someone gets in a fight and it's like, oh, well, there goes the Lady Bing award. Like, <laughs> yeah, not going to go to him. First fight of the season, first game. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, just, yeah, a, that's, yeah. A, man, that's just an award to have an award, I feel like, at this point. Yeah. I mean, you know what's crazy? It's like if we have awards like this, like sportsmanship, like I don't know. I feel like if you're just having awards and have awards, have two defensive awards. Have a defenseman of the year and an offensive defenseman of the year. Like, yeah. 
like where the stay-at-home defensemen get no fucking love. Yeah, it's... except for the they, they get love from the goalies. I tell you what, I love me some stay-at-home defensemen. <laughs> yeah, I fucking yeah, I hate that. It's Norris is essentially an offensive award now. Like, yeah, it's fine. It's just, you want to do that, but you got to have an award for the stay-at-home defenseman because, like, some of the best defensemen aren't the ones that are putting up numbers. Yeah, like the ones that block the most shots, the ones that kill the John most Merson. penalties. Yeah, Johnson, fucking every day. It's all I'll talk uh, about. He could um, easily be nonstop nominee for defensive defenseman award. Yeah, except for like once he went to. The Coyotes and he's been hurt like ever since. Yeah. All right, which one do you want to go with? Two Ted left. Lindsay. Ted Lindsay. Ted Lindsay. So it's a uh, most valuable player as voted on by the players, right? Yeah, most outstanding yep. player as voted by the NHLPA. Uh, Leon Drysidel, Nate McKinnon, and Artemi Panarin. It's got to be Panarin. It, I mean, it's it's most outstanding for for this one though. So. It's like the wording is like always what's weird to me. It's like from these, I I don't know. I'd probably say dry sidle. Dry sidle, yeah. Because when it comes to like the actual, like the heart trophy, like the most valuable player, I think should be Artemi Panarin. Yeah. Like, not a single person had the Rangers anywhere near a playoff spot going into this season. Yeah. And Panarin fucking willed them into that. He fucking high kicked them right into that shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's an award just for that, the high kick award. Like, well, they they had the the fans' choice awards, fan, yeah. and for like best selling, I think he might have won it. I don't know. I voted and I voted for him. I didn't follow up on who won. <laughs> it was just so funny. Like it started off with the the video of him and Bob on the boat dancing. And they're doing the high kicks, and then he was like, "Oh shit, people fucking love this!" And he brought it to the ice. The first is time that he what it ice, was is that what I think he did it. Oh I think God. so. And the funny thing is, the first time he did it, I just remember I forgot who it was, but he's on the ice. He goes and he kicks off, and it's the teammate that's game by. Is like, "Oh shit!" Like dodging back because like, <laughs> he had no idea that was coming. He's just like, I love Panarin. God, Dude, I love he's, him. He's the best. If I can just get one thing back in time, I don't know. I'd probably just keep Hosa, but. <laughs> Panarin, Panarin's a close number two. And the no, fact that he's number three. the fact that he's Russian and he just has that crazy like, I don't know what's going on. So I'm like the crazy foreigner type of mentality with him too is just fantastic. He's the fucking he's the best. He's such a goof. <laughs> and then uh, last uh, last, one. last one that they have the nominees for is the Bill Masterton Trophy Memorial Trophy. Sorry. And so the three that are up for that are going to be Steven Johns from Dallas, Oscar Lindblom from uh, Philly, and Bobby Ryan from Ottawa. This is tough. This one's like it's it's the players that uh, presents or sorry that best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to hockey. And, so basically, you go through some shit. And yeah. You 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 defeat it or you come back or whatever. It's like. It's it's yeah. It's pretty much you. You've gone through something and you've been able to play like through it, basically. Yeah, which can be rough. And last year, Laner Laner won this. Yeah, and it came out. So he basically won it after his whole story about his bipolar and his and mental going to rehab and everything. Yeah, that came yeah. out for that. 
Um, yeah, this is tough because each so, one of these stories, John's, yeah, he's like he's like the guy that I feel bad for because it's like he's gonna looked at like okay, I'm going up against these guys and like I was just coming back from like concussion issues and all Ooh, that. Kind he of missed stuff. missed 22 months because of post traumatic yeah. headaches, and he just like completely missed the whole previous season, and he missed the first 47 games of this year. <laughs> and then I just read this that he he the first game he played in was a seven nothing loss to the Wild. I was like, Ooh, oh that's my not... god, rough comeback. Yeah, that's I mean that's not easy to come back from at all. No, that I guarantee many people probably told him not to. I'm, I mean it's it's I don't like I don't know why because Stephen Johns never really played for the Blackhawks, but he was a Blackhawks draft pick, and I still kind of like really. And like, I wish that we could have probably like held on to him because he's a solid defenseman. Yeah, we traded him for With the sharp, the sharp, sharp, sharp coming yeah. back. No, oh, was it? To go? It was with sharp to Dallas. Oh, I thought it was to get sharp back. No, we no. signed sharp, didn't we? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was traded sharp and and Stephen Johnson to Dallas for like um, Trevor Daly. Yeah. Trevor Daly. Yeah. Yeah. So, Bobby Ryan. Bobby Ryan just has like he's he, he was able to have his played out this year because he was able to come back before all this happened. But like holy shit, he he wrote a movie with his with his story. Yeah. He was in the the play like the NHL's uh was it rehab substance abuse program. Yeah, he's in the player assistance program yeah. for alcohol abuse. And then <laughs> and then he came back. And his first home game back, he gets a hat trick. Come on. Like, <laughs> like fucking – and then you get the, the moment in the locker room after the game where, like, the coach is like, it's like this one goes on to Bobby. And you're like, fuck. <laughs> like, uh, it's like, he's had such a rough life. Like, he, he had a really bad situation with his dad. was really, like – he – if I read this or heard this right, I don't know if it's – I heard on another podcast, so I don't know how accurate it is, but his his name is actually like he had to like change his name and he was in a witness protection program. Yeah, yeah, like that's insane, and he was still able to, you know, do become an NHL player and all that kind of stuff. And unfortunately, like just it got caught up with him this past and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, that's oh god, such a good story, like ending right there with that guy. Yeah. And then Oscar Lindblom, who I don't know if you heard, but this season was diagnosed with cancer, with a rare form of bone cancer. And only just recently was this like cleared yeah, from like just the hospital just after chemotherapy. Yeah, just finished chemo. And so I'm I, I don't know, is he actually gonna be playing in the in the I don't I don't, I don't think so. Robin? I mean he's gotta he's gotta definitely I mean after chemotherapy that much, I, I would assume no, because he's probably pretty weak compared to when he was. So and shit plus does a with, number on your body. And he's definitely exposed more with the, with the COVID and all that kind of stuff. So he's got to really be really Yeah, that's that. true too. He has, he has skated with the guys though. I know that like around the time right? he finished. Yeah. When he finished chemo, he, I don't know if it was before or after, but he skated with the guys or he was on the I wonder ice if or he's something. Gonna, like I don't, I'm sure. I don't think they'll let him like be with the team there. I feel yeah, like that's just a risk. 
yeah, he's got yeah he's got to be really careful with what happens. Um, I think he ends up winning it. Yeah, I think so too. Not, yeah, like not that's... to say. Not to say either other stories aren't as Some, good. But someone's problems like, are worse than others. Like yeah, that's kind of like what the trophy feels like. Like who who had the worst time and then <laughs> is still here. It's like oh god. <laughs> also shows you how amazing hockey is. Like what these what this game means to so many people and how many people use it as an escape to get away from shit going on in their life. Like. Well, yeah, and like that's a it's a good way to show people that no matter what's going on, like you can power through. Yeah, and that's what the players do, and that's these players exemplify that so much. So, all right, all let's right, see I something wanna, funny. Yeah, I want to end this on. So we're about wrapping up here. Um, I want to end this on a better note. Not saying I mean, those are good notes because they're obviously good stories, but it's really it's really sad looking at you know the fact that they had to get to that point, that kind of stuff. Um, there are two great sound bites um, from players around the a player and coach around the league. Um, torts being torts, absolutely yeah. fantastic. They basically asked him if, if there's any concern about Mike's being picking up like you know profanity on the ice from the players. <laughs> and Torts responds, "I really don't give a shit, quite honestly." Fucking Torts, way to yeah. go! Like, it's like I don't fucking care, man. We're playing hockey. Yeah. Am I going to no tell better... the players to just be like, "Hey, make sure you"? Uh... <laughs> Keep the chatter down. No better way to respond to asking about if he's worried of profanity than dropping fucking saying, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, that's fantastic. Give the guy the Adams award. <laughs> um, <laughs> Coach of the Tar- year right there. <laughs> and then Tarasenko was asking, um, you know, what they're expecting, you know, how he expects hub life and all that kind of stuff. And he goes, we don't go there for like a resort. We're there where we're expecting unbelievable food service, five-star summer resort. We're going to play hockey. I don't need much to live. I just need a bed and food. That's a fucking hockey guy right there. Yeah. yeah I wonder, is he, is it kind of because of all the stuff going on with the NBA bubble? <laughs> oh, God. That is such a shit show. Although Doc Rivers, I don't know. He's the head coach for the LA Clippers. Yeah. He had a great soundbite. He was like, he goes, yeah, I called the, the the hotline because they have the hotline set up to call in when you see players doing something. He's like, yeah, yeah I called in on LeBron already. And he goes, I'm calling on Pops, uh, the guy who coaches San Antonio. He's like, I'm calling him Nets. By the time I'm done with this hotline, I'm going to be the last team standing. <laughs> <laughs> like, that That's is so fantastic. Good. I like that. But, yeah, it's yeah, like a fucking so, reality show over there. It's so goddamn funny. But it'll be interesting to see how the hub life goes. They, it's yeah, Monday. No, it was. Oh, fuck. Was it? Paul, wait, did you see? I think it was Paul Maurice that was saying if you if you had something like this going on twenty years ago, there you'd be afraid of a brawl going on in the hotel. But since it's going on now, it's probably more like a Fortnite tournament. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you think Line A is just like, oh my god, let's go so much video games and yeah, it's Forsberg. <laughs> Forsberg put out that hilarious video. He's sitting yeah, in like yeah, I don't yeah. know, it's like a hotel or his room or something, and he's got it's, his, half it's his in his up. yeah, it's at his like house. Yeah, and it, I think it's his like wife or girlfriend or whatever. Yeah, Watson, like, what are you doing? He's like, it was like, oh, just playing with the boys, like, and it's like hockey gear on, playing like Call of Duty or something, fucking amazing. It's like, yeah, we, we got to get back on the ice, so you know, just want to put the gear on and get the feel back into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking great. Oh man, so. 
All right. Well, that was episode uh, 105. Anything come to nine for the for a name? Uh, they we're almost back. <laughs> we're almost back. All right. Um, uh, so I, I, <laughs> the trade bastard. Fucking. <laughs> yeah, that'd be hilarious. Um, yeah, that there know, too. Man. If you if you see videos of players mic'd up during the training camp, do yourself a favor and watch it. Absolutely hilarious. Oh, yeah. Always good stuff. Oh, and don't forget that the Hawks are playing an exhibition game against the Blues, and hopefully that'll be televised on the 29th. Hopefully, yeah. The 29th, that's a Wednesday. So get your beers ready. And, oh, my God, if you actually – sorry, if you watch or if you've seen the exhibition schedule, they've scheduled so many, ra- like, rivalries. It's all – yeah. Calgary it's, and it's I, or Edmonton. Are yep. you kidding me? Let's yeah. go. It's Montreal and Toronto. Um, fuck, I can't remember some of them now. St. Louis, but, Chicago, Calgary. Yeah. Edmonton. It's like um, Florida and like versus Tampa. But. Is it Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and uh, the Philly. Or Flyers? Yeah, it's Flyers and Flyers and Pens. Um, yeah, there's some like odd matchup. Oh, it's Rangers versus Islanders too. And yeah, maybe awesome. is it Washington versus Carolina? You think Govechkin <sighs> and uh, Sveshnikov are gonna dance? Oh God, I hope so. <laughs> but yeah. Hopefully that'll all be televised too, and we get hockey a couple of days early before uh, playoffs actually, or the play-ins kick off. Well, hopefully we'll have a little bit more clear picture next time we're on here. Um, as always, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, follow us on Spotify, uh, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter. I'm starting to tweet more. Let's go. Sick, uh- <laughs> <laughs> <Sec>, dude. <laughs> you like? Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Help us go up those charts. And, yeah, if you ever have uh, any Ride and Pine questions, slide into the DMs or visit wcbenders.com and fill out the Ride and Pine form. For Tanner and myself, uh, we will uh, we'll see you on the next one. All right. Love you, boys. The Windy City Benders Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast. <laughs>